Thought Bubble Audio. Well, hello and welcome to the 2020 Thought Bubble Audio Holiday Special. Jingle bells and all that jazz. I'm I'm Frank from Beer with Geeks and Supergirl TV Talk. Uh, and joining me here are a, a cross-section of all of our Thought Bubble Audio hosts. I'm so happy to have everybody here. Um, and I'm going to go in, I, I guess, alphabetical-ish order with uh, Kelsey. Hi. Really bold of you to just dive in alphabetically. Uh, I know the next one in the alphabet. I'm, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, hi, I'm Kelsey. Uh, I am Kirsty's counterpart from Hate Watch with us, and Kirsty's here. That makes me next. Then I'm here. I'm Kirsty, and I'm also from Hate Watch with us. Yay, and Marissa's here. Hi, I'm Marissa. I'm here from the Loud Women podcast. Whoop, whoop. Palmer, you're up. Uh, my name is Palmer, and I'm here from Academy Rewind and Batwoman TV Talk. And Tim, my good buddy. I am Tim, my good buddy, and uh, I am here from Beer with Geeks, Supergirl TV Talk, Academy Rewind, and Read Up. You are a consummate professional. You know, you're just like, yep, my name is Tim, my good buddy, and that's that's what I'm here to that's what I'm here to say. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Merry Switchmas, everybody. We are here this year. We had such a good time last year, hate watching, doing our our, our now annual tradition of a holiday hate watch, inspired by our, our friends at Hate Watch with us. Uh, last year it was Night Before Christmas with Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens on Netflix, and this year's uh, we, we were victimized by the Princess Switch switched again. <laughs> With Vanessa Hudgens. With Vanessa Hudgens times three. Starring three Vanessa's Hudgens. Yes. yes. She's, Vanessa's she's done Hudgens. us wrong twice in real life, three times in the movie. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So a quick synopsis to kick us off. So uh, so Duchess Margaret uh, uh, unexpectedly inherits the throne to Montanaro, you know, the that, that famous very real country. And uh, but then but then she she has some trouble with her her ex, Kevin. But don't worry, because she has a she has an exact double who she's not related to Stacy. And Stacy's all about getting getting Margaret and, and Kevin back together. But there's bad news because because Margaret's uh, crazy twin cousin, because that's apparently a thing. Fiona has other plans for her this Christmas. And uh, let me tell you, folks hijinks truly truly do ensue um would we call them hijinks <laughs> yes yes we would. A, a single hijink a hijink ensues um a singular hijink D- does anybody have any like does anybody want me to open the floor for like opening statements does anybody have any like things they want to get off their chest before we really dive in here are there any like yes yes i do yes yes All right, I, Tim, I heard you first reverse reverse alphabetical order let's do this <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed this movie way more than I should have. I need to say that right now. <laughs> yes. I weirdly, un- ironically, fully enjoyed myself 
And the only part that I really didn't understand is they kept telling us what palace we were at in the subtitles, even though they look completely different. And I didn't need that context. (laughs) (laughs) And that most of it takes place in one palace after like the first 15 minutes. Mm. That is correct. Yeah. One thing we should go over is who here has seen both of them? Mm. Kelsey I have and I both have. I, I think we all know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have not seen the first one, Marissa. You haven't either, I right? I have not. No, this was my first uh, introduction. You didn't, like, sneak out in the middle of the night while Frank was asleep to watch it? Yeah, this is what I do with my free time. I, like, sneak out and watch <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens movies. It's my dirty little secret. <laughs> not anymore. But... I have now seen both of these films at least four times each. Whoa! And a fun anecdote that I have from this watching experience. I'm trying to be prepared, okay? It's all about the research. I, I, so the fun anecdote that I have is at the end of the first one, Netflix autoplays A Princess Switch Switched Again. Fine. At the end of Princess Switch Switched Again, it autoplays The Princess Switch. Yes! At the end of which, it autoplays Princess Switch Switched Again. Is that how you so, ended up watching them all four times? Uh, I'll sleep is what you said. Right? The Princess Switch the third time. That's how the third one Nice. <laughs> I was trying to do a double header anyway. It became a quadruple header. So... <laughs> All of this is to say that not only is there a wormhole somewhere in Montanaro that allows for 10 to 12 Vanessa Hudgens at any given time, there is a wormhole within Netflix. And they only want you to watch The Princess Switch and Princess Switch Switched Again. It is the Princess Switch, like, like industrial complex, I feel like. Like, that's... Wow. So I have a question. Where are these two totally real countries located do they ever actually like nail them oh, down right I next to just like somewhere over there vaguely europe they show an animated map in the beginning and it's just like a large blob that's supposed to represent europe so no they don't pangea so it's russia this movie is for americans right genovia yes Anahead right next away, to the- just a yes. phone call away that's right yes Clearly, clearly an American like, audience who has no idea how geography works. And so they don't really care. They're like, just somewhere over on the other side. It's just, you know, just just names, go east. Because those were like completely like American names for all of them. True. True. Yeah, I don't know a lot of, I don't, I don't know if there's a lot of like Prince Kevins. So okay, so so first time watching it for most of us. I you know, and Marissa, you asked while we were watching this. You know, did Marissa did, did Vanessa Hudgens get paid triple for this movie? She had a she played three parts. She was the three leads. Like I, I you know, however you feel about Vanessa Hudgens personally, like she she earned that money, right? Well, I'm not sure if I hope not or I hope so. <laughs> Honestly, she, after she got paid uh, triple her normal rate but still not as much as Prince Edward. Mm, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like burn. <laughs> so, so I'm about to come into the slack hot with a map, y'all. Oh, you can keep going while I do this. I just oh boy. Out. All right. I'll, I'll throw that in the show notes. Um, so <laughs> folks can, can follow along with us. Thank you for, thank you for providing that. 
So, so uh, Belgravia is—is is it Belgravia's having their their baking competition, or or is it? Yes, Belgravia yes, has the very famous. Okay. Obviously, yes. why don't you know that? International is for baking. International, yes, Stanley alliteration. Ah, uh, okay, yes, yes, Belgravia baking is the baking capital of the world, as we know, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, and, and, and then, we, so we find, so what, can, can someone help me understand why, no. no, probably not, why Montanaro is having their coronation on Christmas Day? Like, I feel like there's just a lot going How on here. How convenient is that for everyone? I was so <laughs> mad for, like, all the right? people, like, you ruined all of their Christmas days. Mm-hmm. They have to dress up and go to your coronation, like, but they really just wanted Christmas with their family eating a lot of food that they had to prepare themselves. But instead, they have to go to a really fancy party, and I was annoyed. I was annoyed well, for everybody. Well, the it first does rule count. of the Christmas industrial complex is that it, calendar events can only take place on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. There, there needs to be a countdown to Christmas Day so that we know, like, this thing is happening on this day. It needs to be the the, yeah. the climax of the movie it has to be on Christmas. You're absolutely right. It's a break very- up, weddings, coronations, births, deaths, parties. Um, what else are important things people do? Nights, time traveling, baking contests, baking, baking contests, contests. Baking contests. <laughs> probably funerals. Yep. Yep. I was just All sitting of those here. Can only occur on Christmas. It's true. I was just sitting here before we started recording, thinking, wait a second. Did anything in that Christmas in that movie actually make it a Christmas movie? Like, did anything happen? And then I realized, obviously, the coronation happened sure. on Christmas. Right. Therefore, Christmas movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And die Hard is Christmas. Well, movie. Die Hard is like Christmas. Nakatomi, Nakatomi Plaza on Christmas. You know, you that's same same thing. There was montage of uh, Christmas decorating. Yes. 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 Which I noted. I noted we were there. So I would say by the time we got to the the Christmas decorating montage, that is when the movie is like in full swing. That was the first moment. I think we could say that the movie is in full swing. We're done with the exposition. We're done with sort of what's happened in the two years between these movies. That is 12 minutes into the movie. We are in full swing. Like they wasted no time. They were like, yeah, you suckers saw the first one. Here's like 30 seconds at the beginning of like an explainer. Here's a little like cartoon of like, ah, there was two of me. And then, then, then there was, we switched and it was basically, uh, the Parent Trap, but make it Christmas, and also Princess Diaries, and then like uh, sprinkle a dash of the crown on top of it, and that's everything you needed to know. Twelve minutes. All right, let's go. Exposition out of the way. Let's hop to it. Um, like the fact that it's, it's a true, sequel. I found that very helpful. Yeah, I I, yes. I found it a very helpful explainer because I wasn't about to watch the first one. So the I found that like the fact that it's a sequel helped them tremendously to just sort of like push through like eleven minutes of exposition and then be like, boom! All right, let's go. Let's hang some tinsel on this bitch. You know, the one question I have that remained unanswered, only one, I guess, is, isn't it a conflict of interest for Stacy to be earning a profit from her bake shop in a foreign country while also being a princess? Ooh. Ooh. There's definitely some Swiss bank account situation happening there. Yeah. She's the silent partner, so no one actually knows. She's Mm. She's the dark money. Mm. I was concerned about that, but I'm more concerned about why there isn't some kind of full-fledged investigation happening within the government of Montanero about the vast national security implications of the fact that multiple people look enough like they're soon to be seen (laughs) in and out willy-nilly. Like, that seems like an issue for kidnappings and state secrets, and why the fuck else seems now? 
Yeah, why weren't two of them taken to black site prisons? Right? Yeah. Like, why Why are they just able to walk free? And why, why, is, why is there no research into, like, okay, are these actually triplets? Like, what is happening here? How are these people <laughs> literally identical? Like, okay, you two are cousins, um, but, like, what? I think there was some kind of um, investigation, but obviously all the offices are closed for Christmas. So, uh, of course, of course, yes. The other thing that concerns me is that we know that The Night Before Christmas exists in the same universe as this film yes. and uh, Christmas Prince. Prince, mm-hmm. yes. Christmas? yes, Christmas Prince shows up. They make yeah. a surprise cameo. And so that means that the Vanessa from Night Before Christmas who lives in Ohio, I think, is part of this huge clone conspiracy and <laughs> somehow have a genetic ancestor with well, Stacy and Margaret. Or or the other option is that there's just that many like plain featured brunettes that apparently all of society has developed face blindness. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well now there's an angle. Night before night before Christmas, the way it tied in was they were watched uh princess switched on tv right so there's a vanessa hudgens in the in the universe mm. but these are just movies in that universe hmm. but really my biggest concern lies with the the child olivia because <laughs> we have a we have a five minute montage of them decorating this entire palace for christmas her helping, and then at the end, she seems utterly surprised where all of the decorations came from when they're looking at it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Very valid. Like, like what's she's that got about? Some, she's got some problems with memory. <laughs> that... A roller coaster. First, she thought she was getting a stepmom who was going to be a queen, and then she wasn't again, you know? It's tough out there. And then she just impulsively gets on a plane. That mm-hmm. She's the only one who ever figured out the switch in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. And and she in the first movie, she's the one who figures it out because Stacy calls Margaret and it comes up on Margaret's phone as Stacy and Olivia's like, Oh, how is Stacy calling Stacy? Right. And so she busts <laughs> them. And so this, like, small child figured out the switch, but none of the rest of the governments of Europe figured it out. And, like, that continues into the movie, where, like, after after it should be pretty clear what's going on, that, like, oh, wait a second, we thought this was, we thought this was Margaret, but it's actually Stacy, but it's actually Fiona, but it's actually Stacy being Fiona, being Margaret. Um, people are like, how can this be? What explanation could there be to how this person <laughs> looks like? Margaret, but is actually Stacy. What's happening? I don't understand. This is confusing, and it's like it's really not that confusing given what happened two years ago. You you remember you remember this, right? I didn't even see the movie, and I remember it. You'd think yeah, they'd be on high alert. Unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. told us at the beginning. Yeah, we could have saved a lot of time if somebody was just like, "Wait, are they doing the thing again?" <laughs> <laughs> there should be some kind of like. A series of screenings every time Margaret enters a room. <laughs> yes, exactly. Be like, are you Margaret? Tell me something only Margaret would know. Yes. Which she would then tell Stacy, and then that. Mm. Oh no! Mm. Well, that's that's next year's movie, I guess. 
uh, two years. They're filming so, it. You're right. Year. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In a bubble. So, so they're decorating the palace and and what? Like they they're spelling flour all over themselves and and then yes, Martin. You cannot have two people in a kitchen at the same time without a flour. Fight. Exactly. Exactly. There have yeah. So yeah. Exactly. So Martin Charteris walks in on them having a food fight and he's all like, "Ah, I'm also in on this and I want to marry her too." Ah. Here's the one thing about this sort of scene where they show, showed up at the palace for the ex-boyfriend. If your ex-boyfriend just sort of flew across the world with his child yeah. to, to visit, right, with no, just, just, I'm just here. I feel like that would, we would make a bigger deal out of that. Like, oh, you just showed up. You just got in a plane and came over. But they're like, no, this is normal. We're going to go. We're going to well, decorate. They were invited. Yeah. Yeah. They were invited. But like he wasn't, he said he wasn't coming, and then he showed up, and it just seemed like it was it, an ex. You know, yeah. never sent the RSVPs, so Margaret didn't know they weren't coming. Oh, valid. right, like right. she was surprised, so, yeah, and she was yeah. just like, "Okay, I'm rolling with this very quickly." Mm. Yeah. Well, she's very spontaneous. That is <laughs> that is firmly that is firmly talked about. That's established. Yeah, yeah, you got to give her credit for that. She's very spontaneous. She's she's a spontaneous royal. Also, all right. I there's two things I can't I can't kind of get over. <laughs> One, right. I, I was told that there was never a discussion about how her best friend is in love with someone that looks exactly like her, mm. and yes. how that is weird. Yes. And two, she's spending a lot of effort getting her doppelganger and her best friend to stay together. This should also worry her husband. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. They're, Feels like an Angelica Skyler situation. they have a predilection situation. for switching. Yeah. Feels they like have a predilection an... for switching, so... And, and, and you're right. She was really harping and hard. Like, like, you know, Kevin's here, and Kevin's great, and Kevin would love to hang out with you, and you and Kevin should right. go on a little date, and we should switch so you can hang out with Kevin, because Kevin is the best. And we don't need to right. tell my husband. It's he's fine. So, he's so great that I didn't marry him, right. but you should. You so really we can switch, and then I can technically have married him. Yes. <laughs> Angelica so. Schuyler, I'm telling you. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Got to keep him around somehow. Mm-hmm. At least I keep his eyes in my life. Um, I love how, how, how she's like, oh, my God, do you think Kevin likes me? Does Kevin like me? He's like, well, yes. Um, you're a queen, and he flew across the world with his daughter for your coronation on Christmas Day. So, yeah, I think maybe Kevin likes you a little. Also, you used to date. <laughs> you think he thinks I'm cute? Like, yes. I don't understand why her sudden coronation meant that they had to break up. That part was, like, never really made clear. Because he didn't want to move, probably. He's got that illicit bakery that uses child labor. <laughs> yeah. mm. well, so, but he makes it sound like, like she broke up with him. But then you're right. He does complain at one point that he thought they were just going to, like, live the simple life together. So was it a mutual breakup? Did she dump him? Like, what... I don't, it feels like a big game, but it's not clear, like, why. And in something that is why a romantic comedy, you would expect to get something of an explanation of that, right? Like, at least, like, a little. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the crux of the movie. All right, everybody, I solved it, I think. No. So I've been doing some hardcore archaeology while you guys have been talking. Who? <laughs> and um, some, some map looking. And so, if you so the map itself of the um, 
of Europe is quite old. But there seems to be this thing, if you look at this, there's a Gothi in there, which is Icelandic. And so that means that if Belgravia is kind of near any kind of Finnish country uh, in any particular way, because Gothi was medieval Iceland, then we're probably talking it's somewhere. It's supposed to be somewhere within the Czech Republic. Wow. Wow. Snaps for Tim. Well done. Wow. Nicely. Nice archaeology. Thank work. you, Professor Tim. Yes, Professor. Thank you. You're talking about Belgravia, right? Yes. What about Montenero? Montenero is not on this map. It is not. Why is it not on this map? Because this map is from a Christmas prince. Um, and, and so this map was used in the scene where they were talking about the relationship between Aldovia and Penglia. Mm-hmm. Um, which was in the... Well, I guess Montenero did exist at that time because Belgravia existed. Yeah. I don't think in the movie they ever gave any sense of geographic relation between Belgravia and Montenegro, well, but I feel like it's implied here, they're far apart. Here's one thing we know. Um, Princess Stacy went to Chicago to go pick up the ex-boyfriend and the, and the little girl. Yes. And then she was meeting her husband who was flying from Belgravia in London to then go to Montenegro. <sighs> Oh, they both had to go to London before Montenero, which would lead me to believe that some, yeah, it's probably north of London somewhere. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. It it's the island from um, it's the island from that musical Come From Away. Yes, which is just off of what Iceland, I think. Canada, that island is in Canada. <laughs> well, it's off the coast of Canada. We saw that show together. It's in I know Canada. they didn't draw, they didn't plot a map, Tim. It's it's Canada. <laughs> it's also a true story. It it's is Newfoundland. No, was it Newfoundland? It yes, it's Newfoundland. Welcome to the I Rock. Yeah, yeah. By the way, everyone watch it. It great is a great show. show. Great show. Yes. So that's where I'm, that's where uh, my belief Montenegro is. All right. I just want to real quick go back to Kevin before we move on. Yeah, yeah. I have one lingering thought from the first movie that never gets resolved that maybe plays into some of the conflict in the second movie, but it is alarming, which is that in the end of the first movie, when the switch is all coming to light, Margaret tells Edward on her way to go to the baking competition to do something. I don't know. <laughs> so they all roll up to the baking competition for the big reveal and Edward knows. And then they have the big reveal where Margaret like shows up in public and takes off her sunglasses and everyone's like, oh my God, there's two. What? <laughs> and then they all start professing their love to each other like all over the place. Just scattershot. And <laughs> Kevin is now the only one of the three who doesn't know that this has been happening. So Edward's like cool that he's like, okay. I've had time a car ride over to absorb this. It, it's fine. But Kevin gets blindsided by it. And that's the part of the fact that we never, the, the whole thing with Kevin falling in love with his best friend that bugs me the most is that then Kevin never actually seems to process that fact. Mm. In the first one, Kevin thought he was falling in love with his best friend. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm watching this movie. Because Margaret was <laughs> And so Margaret Stacy was hanging out with Kevin 
And so Kevin was like really falling in love with the spontaneity, which was all Margaret, but he thought right. it was Stacy. So he thought like something uh... about Belgravia was like bringing out this new side of Stacy and that they were like really coming closer together. And this is a conversation that never happens. <laughs> Like, this is the conversation that never happens, and that's what alarms me. Mm. This okay, so this Edward, feeds into the whole time. The no. whole time, Edward never knew Margaret, so he thought he was getting to know Margaret, and he was really getting to know Stacy. But he didn't have a pre-existing relationship with Margaret. Kevin did. I definitely think it's super weird now how involved Stacy is in this romance. She's, there's some, there's some weird unrequited shit happening here. I'm, I'm concerned. She's pushing it, man. She is like, yeah. really, but really, Kevin. Kevin. I think if they had right. two glasses of wine, maybe three, things would get weird and <laughs> stuff would come out. Like th- this is, there's some, un- there's some uh, stuff right beneath the surface here. The third movie, we'll see her trying to hook up Fiona with her other male best friend that we've never seen before. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do think that is the funniest part of Fiona continuously cracking wise about them switching to have sex with everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she jokes about like seven times so because the, I think she knows. Is mm-hmm. the third one going to be called like the Princess Switch Key Party? Like, what's going to happen in the next one? <laughs> yes. So uh, my guess also- for the third one is Princess Switch switched at birth. Oh wow. Wow. That's just that's just every other movie like this. That doesn't make it interesting. But it doesn't actually the title doesn't uh take into account the other two. This is a fourth Vanessa Hudgens. See, oh. I think it's not going to be revealing I don't think it's gonna be a prologue. I think Stacy and Margaret are gonna get pregnant at the same time. Oh, no. And their babies oh, yeah. are gonna be the ones that get switched. And that's somehow where you get the Fiona's and the fourth Vanessa's and you're gonna need two more Vanessa's to play the now adult switched at birth children. Does that mean two princess Vanessa's? Will we get more bad Vanessa accents in that case? Because we got three, and that was a lot. That was a lot of different Vanessa voices, and I don't know how many more. I think she's pushing her accents. So Vanessa's Margaret is basically Vanessa doing an impression of Jillian Anderson doing an impression (laughs) of Margaret Thatcher. I can't argue with that. That is actually spot on. <laughs> Do you think her accent reached its final form in Fiona? I screamed when Fiona came on. I said, this sounds like what I sounded like as a child doing an impression of a, a of a grown up is I just thought they kind of talked like this. And that seemed to be what she was doing was like, OK, I'm going to act like a sexy, vaguely British grown up. <laughs> Watch out because I'm blonde now. Yeah. And I think you're stretching it with all of those words, though. <laughs> <laughs> You will in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really was. And, and, and her, her, I, I actually, I weirdly respect Vanessa Hudgens because when she's playing Stacy switched with Margaret, so Stacy as Margaret, her, her Margaret accent is like even more Americanized because it's Stacy imitating a British person or I'm sorry, a Montenegrin. So she, she, it's like watered down and it's even worse than normal English accent from Vanessa, which like is an acting choice. And I weirdly respect it. 
I feel like you're giving her too much and credit yet, on that one. No one can figure it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I'm totally giving her too much credit. <laughs> like, I don't think that happened on purpose. I think yeah. she just kind of started getting a little lazy with it. And she just got tired. It just, yeah. <laughs> this is hard. Sometimes she just forgot who she was playing. She just that got day. confused. The dialogue <laughs> coach was not happy. Um, I also noticed that in Montanaro, they're calling her Lady Margaret up until her coronation. But, like, in the yeah. crown, they were calling. Queen Elizabeth, Your Majesty, like as soon as her. They're two, they're two they're different two countries, different countries. I understand <laughs> that, but it was very clearly supposed to be like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. This is England. I think it's more than everyone. It had to be different enough that you wouldn't get that immediately. Sure. I think it's important you guys they all know that Frank up. just watched The Crown. So yeah. Frank is now a, a scholar in yeah. uh, the monarchy. Yes, much, so. much like much like Kirsty, I am very, very invested in the royals for one week of the year, and then I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and we watched all three seasons in or four seasons in two weeks, so we're extremely invested and know everything there is to know. So yeah. feel free to point any questions you have in this direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So glad, so glad you finally got on the crown train. Yes. 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 Anyway, I just needed to call that out that they were calling her Lady Margaret because she's not coron- crowned yet, coronated yet. But uh, <laughs> but eventually, I guess, then she becomes Her Majesty. Um, so so the so, grand plan here is to kidnap my cousin, the princess, impersonate her, get crowned queen, steal her money. And then live off of it from an offshore account for the rest of my life without consequences because I'll pick a country where I can't get extradited. Yes. Which might be any country for all we know. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's it's a good plan. <laughs> except for the fact that she apparently has a small tattoo yes. on her <laughs> pinky that that discount Franco brother can spot from like a mile away. Discount Franco brother. <laughs> We literally had to Google it. I was like, I'm pretty sure that guy's not a Franco. We're, he's definitely not a Franco. He's not a Franco, There's right? not a third Franco, right? I, Googled. He's I'm not. glad I mean, I'm not the only one who had to look. There are several Vanessas. There are multiple property brothers. There are <laughs> multiple twins. So, honestly, anything can still happen. My God. Ugh, too many in Francos. The, in the Netflix universe, there's only like five people and everyone else looks a little them. Yes. <laughs> there are five. Very small gene pool in Netflix. Yeah, it's very, there's a lot of inbreeding in the Netflix uh, version of Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. The Netflix version, not, not yeah, the yeah, royal yeah. one. Just the Netflix version. <laughs> the royals fa- royal families have clean bloodlines. Clean. No problems whatsoever. Clean, I tell you. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I really, I really appreciate that the driver guy that his name is Frank and that they said his name a lot. I just, you know, that ma- that meant representation matters. That meant a lot to me. So <laughs> the the driver guy was from the first movie, I would assume, yeah. because yeah, he yes. was like this like little wink wink nod nod angel character. So, mm. but and I was he shows up like every four scenes in the first movie. Like he's like clearly forcing everything to happen the whole way through. Oh. And he only shows up at the very end of, of the second movie to drive Kevin the long way to the airport for reasons that are unclear. Because he would have Santa, already gotten on the plane. Oh. Frank is the, like, assistant guy. Oh, the butler guy. He's also from the first movie. And I don't understand some of the characters. 
choices they made with him in the second movie. He's like, so he's he's like a Rowan Atkinson. He's a ninja? Yeah. 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 He's just in the shadows so the creepy all the time. character is way more interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't understand why none of these royals have any security guards. They just have these butler people. Yeah. Because no one can find I, their country. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought, I thought of that when, uh, when Edward was just like walking amongst the people at the baking contest. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, like he just shows up and then stands in the crowd. And I'm like, this is the, the king of your country. <laughs> just Wild. Standing in the crowd. I, I mean, I, I get wanting to be one of the people, but really. Right. Mm-hmm. I think like, you're all discounting the fact that this is clearly a fantasy land. And like that even the Pope drives in a, in a car with a bubble on it. I know, right? He doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> him That's because nobody goes focus. anywhere. That's different. <laughs> I wish I could have a car with a bubble on it. Yeah. Just always. Yeah. <laughs> it might get hot. Speaking of cars, Fiona driving a convertible in the middle, in the of, winter. middle of winter. Yep. <laughs> While it's snowing, mind you. Like, I, I have questions about her snow tires. I have questions about the upholstery. <laughs> I have questions about the fact that she's not even wearing a hat. Look, I have questions about I, why she thought that would be at all comfortable when her hair is so long. I think that we are trying to rationalize the actions of a crazy lady. Mm. Uh, well, I because she's we already know she's like she's not with it. Like her whole yeah. plan is to be like I want to be queen by switching the bodies and blah blah blah. Like in this world, that's a very feasible plan, though. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> also. Which one of her two minions owned the VW bus? Oh, yeah. I'll have this in storage just in case. It yeah. doesn't matter. We might need it one day. I think I want a spinoff series of their origin story, actually. Yes. I, I, I kind of do, but I also want to switch out Mindy for Billy Lord. Ooh. Yeah, she was discount Billy Lord, wasn't she? She was, yes. Huh. This movie is full of discount people. Discount Franco Brother, discount Billy Lord. <laughs> Discount Hudgens. Finn from Glee. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in a Princess Switch 3 Switch to Birth, those two will be behind, like the Home Alone villains who <laughs> do the birth switching. That is what they... They failed at that role in this movie. That was their role, and You're someone right. did not write it correctly. They had one job, <laughs> kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Don't you hate it when you're there to kidnap one person, you accidentally kidnap a different person by by accident? That's the worst. I hate it. it is Pretending worse. to be the other person. Ah, classic Christmas hijinks. Uh, hijink. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I also love how apparently in, in Montanaro, the crown jewels are just haphazardly strewn about the queen's bedroom. Just, just sort of like <laughs> there's a crown over here, and there's a necklace over there, and there's like a globe and scepter over there. It's just all just hanging out in her room. There's no like. Well, we're going to use these tomorrow for the coronation, so we're just going to keep them here on the... Just to get no, there's to no them. sign of preparation for the coronation whatsoever. Whatsoever. <laughs> they were too busy exactly. decorating the main hall for Christmas. The one insight we get into her preparation for coronation is the stump speech that she gives like three times in the last 15 minutes of the film, where she's like, in the last six months, 
I've learned about the people of this country and I love its people and I want to be the queen because I love this country. Did she not know the country the, <laughs> no. the whole her, no. her life before this? No, it's like her cousin uncle dad had to die and abdicate yeah. the throne both at the same time somehow. Yeah. And then suddenly mm-hmm. she was like, oh, I guess I live in Montenero now. This is one stuttering away from the king's speech. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a true story. A true story. But it, but Wait, at least Princess, there would have been a... Princess Witch 2 is a two, true story? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so many Vanessa Hudgens running around. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. And then... And then, like, Fiona's, like, so now she's now she's about to be fake queen, and she's all like, you know what? I've decided that we're going to have the coronation tonight, and no one's going to be suspicious, because that's not a problem. <laughs> so At least it wouldn't have been on Christmas Day. I guess. No. I guess. But, like, you know. Why the, aren't all those priests saying mass? Don't they have Christmas Eve mass? Midnight mass, you know? <laughs> like, like, they're just hanging they around. Isn't, isn't they the were fake, in between masses. Isn't the fake Archbishop of Canterbury busy? Like, doesn't he have something to do? You would think. No. <laughs> they're in between the uh, 6 o'clock and the midnight mass. Oh, of course. Sure. Mm. I mean, I guess if you know six months in advance that the coronation is going to happen on Christmas Day, you could probably work that into your mass, couldn't you? I guess you'd work that exactly. around. Uh, yeah, work around that. your Christmas mass. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. got to be some kind of biblical lesson in there yeah. somehow. And so was Jesus born. Does this new age for this country whose name I've forgotten... <laughs> It's all cyclical and symbolic, you see. She is like a newborn babe because she has a little poofy face. And we have a baby that's newly born. Could you please step into the manger now and wrap yourself in swaddling clothes to signify that you are a new monarch, a newborn monarch? (laughs) Of course, the symbolism was there the whole time. Yeah. There's I a scene at like... the beginning of this where she says that she doesn't feel comfortable in the palace because the country is still mourning their king. And Edward goes, but then they're celebrating their new queen. And it's like, shut up. Countries don't work that way. <laughs> I hate Prince Edward so much. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, so he was he, presumably he was like the romantic leading man of the first movie. So in the first movie, Margaret was supposed to marry Prince Edward. So she had arrived in Belgravia for like the wedding preparations. It was very like Princess Diana. And um, then Stacy rolls up in Belgravia and Margaret sees her and is like, whoa, dang, she looks like me. So she kidnaps her and is like, hey, listen, I've been a princess my whole life and I want to know what it's like to be a normal girl. So you're going to switch places with me for like 32 hours and I'm just going to go run around the town and hang out with normies and see what happens. And then I'm going to come back and marry the prince. It's the the prince and the pauper with a, with a, with a bake off. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I know that one from Wishbone. Yes, exactly. Prince Edward's only plot in this entire movie is him complaining that his wife is not engaged 
in their marriage. And at the same time, he's so aloof that he can't tell the difference between his wife and her (laughs) relative? Question mark? Can we also pour one out for the fact that Prince Edward worked (laughs) so hard for the opening 10 minutes of this film to get laid and just never never (laughs) happened for him? It's another classic Netflix sexless marriage at Christmas. They don't have time time for sex. It's Christmas. They don't have time for sex because they had literally like 15 Christmas trees in their bedroom. And so all I could think is every night at bedtime, that's going to take them 20 minutes to unplug all of their Christmas lights. Mm. So they just don't have time for intercourse. (laughs) They're ro- they're royalty. They have it on an automatic timer. Like, come on, clapper, the clapper. Yeah. <laughs> well, that open. No, this is this is the, not an explicit that's podcast. The technology. <laughs> Did she win the Bake Off in the first movie? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just had a whole journey in my brain. I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> we broke Kiersey. <laughs> I think did she did win the Bake Off, but now I can't recall. Uh, it seems like the person that's, that the prince is falling in love with winning the Bake Off would raise some questions about the legitimacy of the hmm. Agreed. So he, uh, both he and Margaret... Oh my god, we're at the baking competition. And I can't remember if Margaret was always supposed to be there. I think she was. I think she was supposed that was supposed to be like one of her big public moments leading up to the wedding. Um and she does ultimately, I think, present the prize to Stacy after it's announced that Stacy won. But the prince wasn't like a judge, he was just like an MC. But I mean the prince was like, look, I'm not judging this, but she won. Yeah, but until he got there, he thought <laughs> she was Margaret. Yeah, I mean, the prince didn't know that Stacy existed until he got in the limousine to go to the baking competition. And Margaret was like, okay, listen. Gotcha. <laughs> <the> deal. <laughs> All right. I'm relieved right. to hear that because my, my, I, my fear was that he was the romantic lead in the first movie. And I was like, this guy kind of sucks that seems like a terrible first movie i can't believe they had a sequel. he's like a cardboard cutout of a of a personality of human from glee yeah yeah so they talk a lot in the second movie about how margaret is spontaneous but in the first movie it's that stacy is like rigid and follows a schedule and cares about order and margaret is spontaneous and so that's why stacy's a better match for edward and Margaret's a better match for Kevin. Gotcha. Sounds like she'd be a better queen, too. Wow. Order. They completely forgot <laughs> that in this movie. Yes. By the time oh, by the time we get to, like, sort of near the end where, like, Fiona's breaking up with Kevin, but she's, she's pretending to be Margaret, breaking up with Kevin, breaking his heart, and he's all like, fine, then it's really over. Like, at this, it, we're so many levels deep of it's Fiona... Pretending to be Margaret, breaking up with Kevin so she can go do whatever she wants. Like, we're, we're so many lookalike levels in that I'm like, I felt like I was watching that carnival trick where there's three cups and you have to guess which one has the marble under it. <laughs> I also felt when Kevin left that that was like the most low stakes ending act of a movie was they were like, we've got to, we got to chase him down. We got to stop him before he gets to the airport. I was like, worst case scenario, he Why? gets on that plane. 
He goes home. He gets a phone call. Hey, that wasn't me, honey. Come back. Turns around. He's got another eight-hour flight. Inconvenient. Yes. End of the world. No. Yeah. Well, there are no flights on Christmas Day, obviously. (laughs) So they're like, okay, sorry, man. We'll have to reconnect in the new year. I'll Uh, see you in a bit. If only the queen had a plane or something. Yeah, that was my thought, too. His best friend is a princess, and his booty call is a queen. Like, somebody can charter a jet. Right? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's too busy at the coronation. They can't do anything else. (laughs) I I like how the coronation uh, change of date was almost derailed by one priest going, but we need somebody from government here. (laughs) Oh, I've casually, already called the prime minister. Yeah, the casually prime minister called wasn't prime doing minister. anything on Christmas Eve. Uh, I'm, seriously. No, nobody does anything on Christmas Eve, Tim. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> they clearly weren't, or they're all very sick now. <laughs> also, why, like, what was her, what was she told to get her to the church? Yeah, right? Because like, what do you say to the got, prime minister to get her the there early? The government. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it, it seems that the whole philosophy behind everything is just like, well, the queen says we're doing it, so I guess we have to do it. End of story. Yes. So I think whoever, like Fiona just, Fiona as Margaret, just like told somebody, call the prime minister and tell them, Tony probably, because Tony was in on it, but probably right. just called the, the prime minister and was like, um, for hey, reasons, prime, we are down down doing the, the coronation church. now. Yeah. Yeah. And she never once got the right orphanage. I know. No. St. Matthew's, St. Michael's. Never once. Never once. <laughs> I care about the people. What about the orphans? Yes, them, them too. the most, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point when they're like, wait a second, we have suspicions that the queen's cousin might be committing treason, but shh, don't call the police or anything. We'll figure this out ourselves. They have those two costume guards. Yes. Wasn't that enough? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, when they all busted into that house, I was like, you guys don't even have a weapon. Like, this is a kidnapping scenario. (laughs) I feel like we should be a little bit more armed, like pepper spray something. Something. Now, look at who was doing the kidnapping, though. Mm. Exactly. Otisburg. Yeah. Can you think about the fact that they made Meghan Markle go through kidnapping training? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What, then? (laughs) <laughs> please say and more this movie they made her go through twin training <laughs> yeah like lookalike training <laughs> if you ever come across your lookalike this is what you should do <laughs> just watch this movie take notes and you'll yeah. be fine in an evil cousin princess switch scenario <laughs> you gotta Not to be, be prepared for with a Friendly princess switch scenario. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there are consensual princess switches, and then <laughs> you have that's to be prepared for everything from the crown. Yeah, yes, exactly. <gasps> yes, yeah. I love how I, I I love how like on 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 the crown. I mean, I guess and in real life, like there was that guy who broke into Buckingham Palace, and like he he did it twice, right? Like he came in and found yeah. where the queen's room was, and then went back a second time and did it. And I feel like Fiona coming to the palace and leaving the, the wrapped toilet paper roll as a gift and then coming back later. Like that's that's her casing the joint the first time and then coming back the second time. Just like that guy was like, I'm just going to hop back on a bus she and go back there and do it again. Genius. 
Yeah. We got to give pr- more credit to Fiona because you know what? We laugh, but she actually pulled it off. It worked, right? To, it, it worked. You know, it, it, it did work because everyone is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Speaking of giving credit to Fiona, the real trick that I don't think was given enough credit in this film is that they throw Tony in the dungeons for his part in all of it. Mm. But she gives this bleeding heart speech like, oh, my life, I've only wanted to be like you, Margaret. And I don't have a family, so of course I had to pretend to be the queen. And I love you because I look like you. <laughs> and then she gets like, come to the coronation wearing an ankle bracelet instead of going to I, the actual yeah. prison. I will say part of me when they pan over to Fiona during the coronation and she's there cheering, thought for a second, why isn't police with her? Yes. And then it went out wider. And I'm like, oh, thank God. They at but least. Why did she get to come to the coronation at all? I feel like if you she's kidnap, family. Laws if you don't apply to rich people. Princesses, you don't well, get just an ankle bracelet. Here's laws that don't apply to Vanessa Hudgens. Doings. We all know this. Hmm. <laughs> Look, she did bad things, but you know what? She, her feelings were hurt, so it's fine. I had an inferiority complex, so you can understand. <laughs> you don't get it. I was bullied. It makes everything lack fine. Of emotional maturity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping in the third movie she gets out of prison by switching with the with the uh, person who runs the prison who is also played by Vanessa Hudgens. Sure, yeah, the warden. The warden is also Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. where, that's where we like cross over with the Orange is New Black universe also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Princess Switch Shawshank. Yes, yes, there we go. Yeah, and, and, and you know, Antonio... The Stanford Princess and, Experiment. Oh, God! <laughs> Stanford Princess Experiment! <laughs> Oh, that's horrible. Oh, man. That gets real dark real fast. Shawshwanky? Shawswitched. Shawswitched. the Princess Redemption. I like how Antonio is like, Antonio figures it out and he's like, oh, so you're Fiona. Look, since you're committing federal crimes, let's commit federal crimes together or else. Yeah, I'm I actually think surprised. Can just like see like the tension released from his body because it's like, okay, I don't actually have to trick this chick into marrying me anymore. Right. I've got another plan. Yeah, plan B. See, I was actually surprised he wasn't like, you get coronated and then marry me right then. Mm. So then I'm technically married to the queen, and there's no divorce in this country. So that would have been. There's, is that a? There's no divorce in that country. It should. It, you I know mean, what? At this point, sure. Assuming that okay. it's fake England, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, yeah, I bet, but it's true. Although, although fake England still has divorce, I give you Princess Diana. Yes, yes, yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes, and look what happened to her. <laughs> oh God. Yes, we know the royal like family you, killed like her. We don't know. want to get divorced. Yes. <laughs> Tune in next season to find out how. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers. I know you guys haven't reached that far in history yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, sends him to the dungeon. I love how it's like he's like, you'll never be queen. You don't know how to command. And she's like, take him to the dungeon. Maybe I can't command, but I've seen movies. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, what about due process? If I can't come in, Stacy can. Off with his head. <laughs> also, Man, we don't really have that the only anymore. form of law in a Netflix Christmas movie is throwing people in the dungeons. Like they do that in Aldovia too. No juries, nothing. No, the, Man, we don't have dungeons. Throw them in the wine cellar, but don't leave any bottle openers. Yeah. It's a very yeah. European thing. I have grave concerns about the human rights records of these countries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely don't want to think too much into it. No, no, because the other one's like, what's your excuse for your treason? I got carried away. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. But that person who helped you. Dungeon. God help them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get the gallows ready. Yeah, exactly. Put them in the stocks. Sometimes you commit treason because you just want to make sure that you actually do want to be a royal person, and sometimes you commit treason just because you feel a little unloved. There you go. Yep. We all have our reasons for the treason. <laughs> the reason, reason for the treason. Reason for the treason. Reason, 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 reason of the season. Treason's greetings. Glad we all landed. Landed. Same dumb joke. Switch the reasons for the treasons. Nailed. Treasons greetings. <laughs> so we had a, a, a as we were wrapping up the movie uh we had a conversation marissa and i where you turned to me and you asked me do you think that they think they're doing a good job at what they're trying to do <laughs> yeah can i can i elaborate on that a little <laughs> yeah, bit more like yeah, yeah, I, I feel like this movie felt like oh we're just a really fun light-hearted like joyful nostalgic kind of christmas movie um do they think they were doing well at that? Like, because there is that 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 exists. That's a genre. Like, this was very I, bad. I I thought you meant like just the just the royalty in the movie think they're doing That's it. What oh. I <laughs> no, like specifically. <laughs> like, like, how does like, how does her, the her crew? question could be taken two ways? Hmm. I want to know, like, the producer, the like, the guys working on the, like, tech, like, everybody who's on site there. Were they, like, at the end of the day, like, we're doing a really good job at this. This is going to be something I, special. I, I, think, I think it depends what department you're talking about. If you're mm -hmm. talking production design, absolutely. Because this movie looks like Christmas threw up in it. <laughs> but it, it, like, splayed it out in some nice Christmas yes. patterns so it looks great. Um you know, costumes were fun, but I think I I'm pretty sure the guy who wrote it like wrote it like on his Thanksgiving break and turned <laughs> it in like like an hour before it was due. Do we need to proofread? Absolutely not. Don't worry. <laughs> There's so much How many... under the bridge. Yeah. How many Vanessas are in it? Three. Good enough. Good. I do feel like they were a little more knowing with the like camp aspect in this one versus the first one. Okay. The first one I think they thought they did a good job of like Christmas cheer yeah. and heartwarming messages and this one was like give the people what they want 17 Vanessas go. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Having three Vanessas makes as much sense as you think it does and roll. Got it. I will never stop saying Vanessa's Hudgens in my head. That is permanently in my brain now. <laughs> What I will say on that matter, as my only counterpoint, Marissa, is this film franchise slaps. And <laughs> I don't know how Valid. that totally addresses your questions about quality <laughs> or sense of pride on set. But I do think in some cosmic way, it speaks for itself that it slaps. Mm. 
I don't there disagree. Is a special place in heaven for everyone connected to these movies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that they're really meant to be anything more than they are, and so I would say that yes, I wouldn't say maybe there's a sense of pride, like wow, we've just really cre- recreated, you know, you know, irises by by Van Gogh over here, which is amazing. <laughs> It's going to, but, but I do think that they were like, you know, we made a competent movie that for an hour and a half, you can forget that, um, these places don't even really exist. Mm. And if you do want to hate watch it, then you will also enjoy it that way too. So in a weird way, it does succeed in what it's trying to do. That's the best counterpoint. I think I've heard so far is like, it's, it's good if you like, like Hallmark level Christmas Mm -hmm. movies. And if you love to hate those movies, it's good at that, too. Yeah. I'm finding that Netflix is the best at that particular genre. It's a balance. It feels as if Hallmark Mm -hmm. takes itself more seriously, and Netflix knows that it's kind of doing a Hallmark thing, but with a wink and a nudge. They wink. They wink at us a little bit. Although... I think when Netflix made A Christmas Prince, Mm. I never know which order those words go in. Um, (laughs) They... I think they knew it was silly, but I don't think they quite expected the reaction that they got from the internet and the like critic community. And then it just blew up into this massive hate watch with this like big cult status. And I think they were like, oh, there's something there if we do bad things on purpose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's lean in. That's kind of what I was. That was what I was getting at. I think initially, Kiersey, last night, that helps articulate it better. Was it was like they were kind of leaning into the fact that it wasn't good like nobody wrote that script and was like "Mm, this is really just bringing happiness in a really beautiful way Mm. it's like orson wells would be proud of what i've written we know that they're like (laughs) y'all are gonna laugh at this but you're gonna like it yeah 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 i I think just talked about whether or not a piece of content knows who it is or what it's there to do and i feel like the reason this slaps is because it's like it's like somewhat self-aware but totally unassuming like it is just there to be who it is Mm -hmm. yeah a real critical theory i want to get academic for a second like if you're talking like real aesthetics critical theory like the you know the the stuff that like um people study in school and what philosophers say about literature and art and how we're supposed to look at it there's a big wave of you have to know what the audience is and you can't compare it to anything else you have to take the piece exactly for what it is and judge it on its own merits because every piece is so different and everyone is so different who looks at the piece that you can really only look at it within itself. And so not watching the like not watching the first one, like I only watched the sequel. I had only this movie to base it off of and I watched it for what it is and I enjoyed it for what it was. Hmm. It may not have been the best thing I've ever seen, but it had it had a it had a rock and album all the good Christmas music. <laughs> it looked like Christmas and I laughed a couple of times it, whether at it or with it. And so <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, in my mind, yeah. that's a success. You know what else it had that I thought was really special. It had a nineties montage a nineties getting ready montage yes. like that. Yeah. When they were all, when they were mm-hmm. sort of dressing up as each other, I was like, chef's kiss. Delicious. Haven't seen this in years. <laughs> Love it. Perfectly done. Mm-hmm. A plus mm-hmm. all around. Very parent. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> no notes yeah. exactly <laughs> exactly so compared with last year's film last year we watched night before christmas um 
let's let's go around uh, in no particular order. I'm going to start with. What did I just say about comparing? No, Frank. you're right. What did I was one perspective <laughs> on for on its own merits. This is how we feel about it now. Much like on Academy Rewind, him your take is wrong. No, and we're going to no. completely dismiss it. That those are <laughs> those are your words, not mine. The words of Palmer are not representative of the words of Frank. I'm sorry, I was playing solitaire while Palmer was talking. What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes you guys a great duo. Um, but let's start with Palmer. Actually, like so, compare comparing it with Night Before Christmas, Palmer. Which one do you like better? Night Before Christmas. Okay. Much. Yeah, I think it's a much smoother movie. Uh, it has plot that makes sense mostly um this does have more vanessas so that is a that is a tick in its column just purely by volume this this has that in its camp yeah but other than that i like this movie i think is empty calories Mm. (laughs) kelsey what are your thoughts and because a Christmas Prince wasn't empty calories, <laughs> uh, I've never seen a Christmas Prince. I've seen oh. Night Before Christmas, oh, Night Before Christmas, and I, 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 Princess for Christmas. I'm sorry, the titles oh. are also so. Oh no, <laughs> we won't get into Princess for Christmas right now, but <laughs> that may be a side episode. Uh, my, <laughs> my thoughts on these two is that Night Before Christmas was possibly better, but. I would watch Princess Switch switched again, again. Mm. I think I'm and on board with that. I just think these are more fun. I mm. got more infuriated by the time travel of it all. Okay, I, that that is a fair point. Yeah, yeah, that that that's valid. Yeah, I you know jumping off that, Kelsey, I can go next. I I think that this was firmly grounded in no reality mm. and that made it easier to just go along with the ride whereas i think with that the, the night before christmas i did have a lot of moments of hold on a second how is that going to work this one it didn't even matter you are not tethered to reality just like float about where you will um i will also say we would be remiss if we did not get through this podcast without uh mentioning that vanessa hudgens you know hadn't been on my mind since last year when we discussed this um then she she gave a really iconic instagram live at the beginning of the pandemic (laughs) um that i i couldn't get out of my head through the entire yeah i think it's important um that you know vanessa back in march gave a an instagram live where she gave the infamous quote uh it's a virus i get it i respect it like people are gonna die but it's it's inevitable and so since then I've just felt Aww, pure chaos. I didn't know that. Yeah, just, it's worth watching. Just I have such chaotic feelings about Vanessa Hudgens at this point, and so I was Aww, like, you know what? Now I dislike her. More, just give me more Vanessa Hudgens. I'm just, I'm just pure <laughs> chaos. Like, let's just bring it on. 2020. Don't care. Yeah. When uh, when Fiona rolls up on the scene with her own signature villain music, that <laughs> incident, Marissa, definitely like. <laughs> flash through my brain and in the weeks after that like when we were all deep into like celebrities in quarantine instagram uh there were a couple other incidents of just pure chaotic energy like she is chaotic neutral in its finest form (laughs) and i think fiona is really her channeling her inner chaos in a way that i am so here for good she's been preparing for this role all her life yes good take Yes, I'm I'm on bo- I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that. Um I think 
I think Night Before Christmas might be better in some respects, but this has this is more fun to watch. I think because you're not as mm-hmm. bogged down by like how much of this is really plausible because clearly none of it is, so you can just go along for the ride. Because a night before Christmas is plausible? Yes. Um well they're try- they're trying <laughs> to scientifically have- that movie is trying to have its own rules or its own consistency within its own universe, right? Of how the the time travel mm-hmm. rules work. And so it's, it's at least ostensibly trying to do that, but failing at that. This doesn't bother with any of that. It's just sort of like, yeah, they look alike for reasons and they switch and it's fun. Look, it's a movie. Watch it or don't. We don't care. You already paid for Netflix. <laughs> Shut up and, and just watch it. The only part I got really nitpicky wow, about so true. about not accepting reality here was I was like, there is no way that there are two people who look so similar that are not related that their literal husband could not tell the difference. Mm. Like when he was sitting there looking mm-hmm. deep into her eyes, I was like, no freaking yep. way. No way. Not only is he looking deep into her eyes, gonna... he's looking deep into her eyes telling her about his marital problems. It just I don't believe yes. it. I was like, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Men are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Can't confirm. It's the same reason. Anytime I watch any piece of Superman content, I'm like, but he looks the same. (laughs) You know, when he takes the glasses off, are you kidding me? Bullshit. I I don't know. Get her, Frank. Zoe Deschanel <laughs> took off her glasses and got rid of her bangs, and nobody knew who she was. That's true. We were watching. So, we were watching Elf. We were watching Elf this week, and we were like, literally, you cannot tell that was Zoe Deschanel. Like, she looks like a different woman. It is wild. <laughs> to be fair, that is how I imagine Zoe Deschanel is from Elf. Okay. Every other that's time I see her, her, I'm like, why doesn't she look like Elf? Oh, interesting. <laughs> because Elf looks like Will Ferrell. Ah, uh, that explains. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. So any, Probably why. Any closing thoughts? Does anybody want to have anything that they haven't had a chance to, to voice yet? Yes, I haven't voiced my opinion on the on this yet. Um, I th- I thought this was better than a night before Christmas. Hmm. Like I thought I thought because it was more fun, like and it wasn't trying to play by its rules, it made it a better <laughs> movie. Because the night before Christmas got bogged down within itself. Mm. Also, there's no way that Vanessa Hudgens... I, I believe that Vanessa Hudgens could be queen of a fake country more than she could be a chemistry teacher. Oh, yeah. yes. Wow. <laughs> I'm Ballard. sorry, but there is no way that Vanessa Hudgens lives in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago, maybe. <laughs> not I can allow. She definitely is not like giving counseling advice to seventh graders. No, no, yeah. there's no way. Uh-huh, but no it was way. such they good advice. It ends like she wouldn't even be in the same room as them. No, no. no. So yeah, I think this movie. I think this movie was better. Like just uh, yeah. across the board. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it was good. It's just that it was. It was better. Yeah, on the continuum <laughs> of, of you know. I also have not given my final opinion on this matter, and I also agree that this movie is better than a night before Christmas, which was fine but forgettable. But I'd like to see your Princess Switch switched again and raise you what is now the most important Christmas movie of mm-hmm. 2020, oh. Eurovision Sun Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Oh, is that a Christmas movie? So the new Hate Watch With Us campaign for the end of this year is that henceforth, Eurovision Sun Contest, The Story of Fire Saga is a Christmas movie. If Die Hard gets to be a Christmas movie... 
if what was the other one? Harry Holiday Potter. gets to be a Christmas movie. If Harry, Harry Potter, Potter gets to be a Christmas, Christmas movie, movie, then well, tell that to ABC Family. It has one scene at Christmas. The whole movie doesn't even take place at Christmas. The one ABC scene. Family usually shows it on Thanksgiving, though. I thought and Halloween. It's an all year movie. They definitely show it around Christmas because there's do. always no, that do. preview they of do. little baby Harry standing in front of a tree in the Great Hall. This is all just to say, because I just needed an opening to do it, that that it is now canon that Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, is in fact a Christmas movie. I like it. It has elves and Christmas it, lights. It has elves and, and, and lots of lights. I think it's we need to rewatch. And, and Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was Elf a, himself. Elf himself. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought it was a delightful a delightful movie. I loved it, and um, I, I will co-sign on this. Yes. Right. right on. That's the real gift this Christmas. That is indeed. Well, thanks everyone for getting together and doing this. This is so much fun. I love when we get to do this. Um, I will say, um, uh, I think that we can all agree this is better than the very first Thought Bubble Audio holiday special we did, which was the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, um, sure was. So this, mm-hmm. by default, is better I than think that. It's Netflix has the Lego Star Wars Christmas special on its home menu, and every time I see it, I think it's trying to push the original Star Wars Christmas special on me, and every time it, I find myself having PTSD flashbacks mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I realize mm-hmm. it's Lego Star Wars. Yeah. You should watch the Lego one, though, because it's hilarious. It is fun. <laughs> it is very fun, yes. It pokes a lot of fun at itself. When when it's over, you're ready for it to be over. Like It's like just the right amount of time for you to be like, okay, I'm good now. I, mm-hmm. I made it. It's like, only like, like but 30, 40, 40 minutes, right? Minutes? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, something like that. But it it really makes fun of everything Star Wars in the best way. It is just quite fun, so I will, I will, I will put a plug out there for that too because that's great. But yes, it is traumatizing when you see it and it's like Lego holiday special, and you're like, no, ah, I already no. did that to myself. Not today, Satan. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not I already... today, Santa. <laughs> uh, well, uh, thank you all for for joining uh, for this this absolute cluster of a of a Netflix. Uh, holiday movie um, in reverse alphabetical order. Tim, where can people find you on the internet if they want to hear more of you? Uh, they can find me on Beer with Geeks and Supergirl TV Talk and Read Up and Academy Rewind. Uh, you can find all of these shows at thoughtbubbleaudio.com and you can find me on Twitter at TimothyPG13. Cool, cool, cool. And Palmer, uh, what places can people find you if they want to hear more of you? They can find me on Academy Rewind and Batwoman TV Talk. And if they want to get in touch with me, Batwoman TV Talk or at Academy Rewind on Twitter. I run both of the accounts. So those are where you can go. Just never email Academy Rewind at <laughs> gmail.com because nobody checks it. For years. Haven't <laughs> yeah. For years now. Yeah. You, you know there's a forgot sure. password button? I just want to make sure you guys are aware of that. I just... Right, no, we forgot where that button is. I know what the password is. I just, <laughs> just so check. No. <laughs> I have three work emails. I'm not checking any more emails. <laughs> I like these 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 very uh, public boundaries you set for yourself. I like to imagine <laughs> that you guys have a bunch of like sponsorship offers sitting in your yeah. inbox of people that want to like partner with you and give you money. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't that, check you know, that. that. 
I mean, it's possible, but we say every episode we don't check the emails. So. You're very, <laughs> you are very vocal about it. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, uh, Kirsty, where where can folks find you uh, if they want to uh, to find more of you on the internet? Frank, did you skip Marissa? Sure did, because I'm bad at the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, that's oh, fine. Whatever. I'm just sitting right across from him. It's fine. Um, no, you can find me. Uh, I host the Loud Women podcast. We recap uh, Shrill on Hulu uh, and talk about feminist feministy kind of stuff. Um, I'm also on social media at Hi, this is Marissa. Mm-hmm. Kirstie, now, Kirstie, over to the K's. Now, I think it's your turn. Now into the K zone or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you can find us both over at Hate Watch with us, uh, which is at Hate Watch with us on Twitter, hatewatchwithus.com, where we have an incredible website that Kelsey overhauled this fall with really beautiful headers and every single picture on every single episode is like a tiny little like inside joke. And it makes me infinitely happy. That's <laughs> hate watch Or you can send us emails. We do answer them and check them regularly. I <laughs> hate watch wow. us at Gmail. Right. Show off. You can also send <laughs> we, uh, your Academy rewind very, emails to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to get in touch with Academy rewind, find us at hate watch gmail.com. Oh, we will be lighting up the Bible audio Slack channel. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Kelsey, anything to add to that other than your, your A-plus uh, web design skills? Um, probably applies to all, but you should find us individually on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening and give us a five-star review only. Mm-hmm. Anything less than that, it's not worth it. Your five-star yeah. review is to tell us about all of the reasons why it's a great idea to invite Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga, into the Christmas movie camp. <laughs> you heard her. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, I think that leaves just me, uh, and you can find uh, all of my shows, Beer with Geeks, uh, Supergirl TV Talk, uh, and uh, you can find those at thoughtbubbleaudio.com uh you can hit us up at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio if you want to support us and and kind of help all of the shows across the network uh with uh server costs and things like that uh helps us a lot and we appreciate it and uh yes those those subscribing in an app whether it's spotify apple Podcasts, whatever it is subscribing rather than listening uh in in google chrome or whatever it helps us all a lot and helps our shows get discovered and helps other people find them um so if you're not consider consider subscribing it's free to subscribe and then you'll get every episode automatically delivered to your your phone your computer whatever your device is um if you subscribe in one of those apps so highly recommend that uh as well as as patreon uh if you want to help us out you can find all of that at thoughtbubbleaudio.com thank you all so much for listening it's always a always a a, a hoot to get together uh, all of us and 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 hate watch something holiday themed so uh thank you to all my my fellow hosts thank you to all of our listeners we love putting together this little holiday gift for you at the end of each year uh and and we hope you enjoy it so until next year uh we will we will be talking to you on the internet bye everybody Bye. Bye. Happy holidays. Uh, wait, what's the name of this movie again? Princess Switch. What was the second half of the title? Switched again. Switched, Switched again. again. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> 
I was like, I have Princess Switch <laughs> three. Here we go again. Here we go. Well, <laughs> Let's leave it in. No, but we can definitely talk about that if you want to. Switch switched for Christmas. A, a sw- Christmas Merry Switch Switchmas. Switchblade for Christmas. Switchmas for Princess. A night before Switch. No. <laughs> Maybe for the podcast, damn it. Switchmas Eve for Christmas. Switchmas for Palace Christmas. The Crown. <laughs> okay. Cool, 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 cool. You have been listening to Read Up, the podcast where we talk about books intellectually and stuff. You can find Read Up on Twitter at Read Up Podcast and the host at TimothyPG13. Rate and review Read Up on iTunes and listen on any place podcasts can be found. Head over to patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio to support all of your favorite Thought Bubble Audio podcasts. You can find all of the Thought Bubble Audio programs at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Until next time, have a good read. <laughs>